right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Shut Up and Start Talking. Um, in case you didn't know. Right. In case in case you had no idea what you were listening to. Um, so today is the 19th. Well, I suppose by the time anyone is listening to this, it's at least the 20th. But Thanksgiving's a week from today. Very excited. Very fun. I am quite excited. I am... Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really into it. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. However, I'm not as excited for Thanksgiving as I normally am because I'm not going to be with my family, but I'm still excited. I'm, Alexis and I are doing like a very small Friendsgiving, keeping it intimate and cute and like, please keep your Thanksgiving gatherings like small. Yeah. Don't, don't invite having, like, the aunt that you hate. Yeah. Like there's no need for her to come one because you don't like her and two covid we finally have an excuse um literally yeah, nice. this is the best thanksgiving actually for most people because you can be like sorry aunt carol you can't i like how i'm saying see <laughs> i love how you use a white person name as if you have any white family members well because the issue is we don't so like the way that like indian culture does it we don't say like aunt carol Blank. yeah it's like the it's auntie and it comes after the name so like for example vani auntie so like I'm try like I'm trying to like she's trying to appeal to our white audience. Literally, I'm like, wait, how does this work again? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we're doing Friendsgiving here on campus. Neither of us are going home. It's gonna be cute. I'm making mac and cheese. I'm so excited. I was started looking up recipes yesterday. I'm very excited. I can't wait. Alexis and I kind of do everything to the hundredth percent for no damn reason. So I know it's like, because we're Leos. The, like the thing is, is like we're not. I'm not just gonna make mashed potatoes with Alexis. We're gonna make like a garlic mashed potato. Mm, yeah, I'm doing something like ridiculous. Doing like at least a three cheese, possibly four cheese mac and cheese. I'm quite excited. I've decided that I am gonna make fresh cranberry sauce now that we're having stuffing. Um, okay, we can get into the news now. This is a very non-essential rant, but keep your Thanksgiving small yeah. and happy holidays. Yep. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The news, baby. Why did I say it like that? I don't know. I'll start us off. Well, in case you didn't know, COVID-19 is still around. It's still here. Um, and cases are on the rise, like really on the rise. So Europe is in its second wave. And the United States, the cases have grown every single day for more than a month. It seems like every single day you'll check the news and it'll be like, new record for COVID cases. And it's like, okay, awesome. We're eight and a half months into this. And still, like eight, eight and a half months into like, quarantine and this is still going on fantastic so the u.s has chosen to keep its restaurants open and schools closed while europe has done the opposite they've basically closed their restaurants but they've opened their schools or kept their schools open so basically if you didn't know this the united states does prioritize the economy over education um which is awesome my sister's school just closed down um, her like element or middle school now um, but my mom who is a bartender still has to go to work so that's cool no more stimulus most likely um, so Europe is doing better than us um, at handling the virus or cracking down on indoor gatherings um, 
And school is less of a risk than other indoor activities because young children are less likely to spread the virus when compared with adults, which is actually very interesting because I think that you would expect the way that kids don't really have a firm grasp on like public health and safety and how kids kind of like tend to cough and spit on each other. You would expect them to be like little super spreaders, but they're not. I think it's just very interesting like the united states environment around covid19 because i don't want another lockdown obviously nobody wants another lockdown nobody's like yes i'd love to stay in my home for ten thousand days but i feel like some people are though i would the introverts of the world i would prefer that we have another lockdown it's taken seriously our cases go down like things get better things can presumably go back to normal or like quote unquote normal like i don't think uh, every single person in the united states probably knows someone who's had covid19 which is so crazy to think about i know multiple people who've had covid19 i don't like no personally yeah oh no i don't know anyone i mean like not like personally like they're my best friend but like my sister's friend had covid my friends both of her grandparents had covid one of them died my i know a few people like people from my high school that's what i'm saying though you know you know of people like it's not like you know like someone distinctly you could be like oh first name last name had covid19 right i know who they are yeah that's what i mean by like you know someone who's had covid not like Yeah, yeah your best dear friend yeah. Um, and it's this is like kind of a tangential story not related to the news but like I talked to one of my friends this weekend he's gonna be so mad at me and basically he told me that he just got out of quarantine because he had COVID-19 and he goes to like a big state school and they and he's in a frat and they've been like going out and partying and all the stuff that you're literally not supposed to do and I was like well like weren't you like upset when you got it and like what about your friends and everything he's like obviously i was upset but like my friends were like if you didn't give it to us like probably someone else would have and he's like my whole frat has basically had it and they were having like in-person frat meetings about like elections and stuff and it's interesting because at home he was like the most covid safe person i know like he would like come into my apartment like keep his mask on and like really kept like the six feet and really didn't hang out with a lot of people and i think it just goes to show that the environment you're in influences your behavior so heavily because like bu's environment is like spreading covid isn't cool like bu like our freak out over cases i told him about like our case number he's like that's nothing no i know no yeah like the administration has taken a very strict stance not only the administration but we've also created like there's like a bu campaign called fuck it won't cut it and we've created an environment where engaging in activities and spreading coronavirus like isn't cool like i'm sure there's people at bu still partying i don't know any of them personally because that's not like the type of people i'm friends with yes i mean that offensively but nonetheless they're keeping it secret because they know that if they did it publicly they would be shamed i know it's like i don't know i feel like a lot of people when i was home because like i live in a really small town and like you know people would be outside like with masks on and i'd be like why are these people outside with their masks like at the beach i was like why don't you have a mask on like whatever like i just kind of like because there were like were literally like not that many cases i was like whatever and then like i came to school and i was like no like obviously this is very serious not that i wasn't taking it seriously at all like i would wear a mask you know when i was going places and everything but i didn't really 
think about like the actual significance of it and according like to me until I got to school and it's funny to see how people did the opposite but then again it's like I feel like a lot of people are so sick of it now that they're like oh whatever I'm gonna get it anyway and it's like that's not the attitude you should have towards a virus that can like take away your sense of smell and taste for months afterwards it's also really interesting because like my friend who I'm talking about he ended up having no symptoms and like being completely fine which is great and all and like luckily he's in a college town so he's not spreading it to people who are vulnerable but like in Boston there's a lot of vulnerable populations so if I got COVID-19 I would feel like guilty not only for spreading it to my friends but also just like the general Boston community and like it's also interesting because he was telling me like his risky behaviors like hanging out in big pregames and like my risky behavior is like going to an indoor coffee shop and like indoor dining which like I'm obviously questioning a lot now I don't know how safe it is and I don't know like how much I really want to like go through Alexis is going through it she's like she like adjusted her chair and like fell to the ground I'm trying to get the right I'm trying to get the right thing anyway I will end this rant but like long story short your environment influences your actions for sure and that's something that was really illuminated and keep wearing that mask of yours yes so China okay so how does President Trump say it China does he say it like that it's more of like a China. China. Anyway, so China and 14 other states have signed a free trade agreement and the U.S. is not included. The U.S. was like offered to be included in it. But like anyway, um, the U.S. is the world's largest economy, but it's not the richest country, which I feel like this is important clarification. So like per- the, what is the richest country? A European country. I can't remember. Do you, yeah. want to, do, you, do you want to look it up? No, I, I'm going to look it up. She's going to look it up. But basically, we are the largest economy. But if you, like, divide that money up per person in the United States, we're not the richest country, which is, like, a myth of the United States. No, the United States is the richest country in the world. My professor, my econ professor told us six different times that the U.S. is not the richest country in the world. Do you see Per this? person. Did you do it, like, per U.S. citizen? Per person? Or per capita? Maybe that's per capita. We're gonna oh, pop. it's Luxembourg. Thank you. I knew I was right. Okay. Anyway, so the trade agreement is influential for international relations because it allows China to strengthen its like stronghold in Asia and continue to project their power. Um, we don't actually do a lot of international stories, which is like kind of weird because I am an IR major. So maybe we'll try to like weave that in a little bit more into the news instead of being so u.s based but this is great for china like china is thriving this allows them to expand their influence and like economics and like trade deals are one of the best ways to expand your influence because it benefits you it benefits the other countries and it leads to lessening of tensions i feel like i'm reliving ir 271 right now with (laughs) capella last year rip okay I mean, she didn't die. She, Alexis just isn't in the class. The class is just over. <laughs> um, okay, so story number three. This is a fun one. Um, so there are now over 82,000 claims of sexual abuse against the Boy Scouts. Not a fun case. Yeah, no. So one coalition of attorneys has basically stated that they have clients from all 50 states. The Boy Scouts have declared bankruptcy and they're approaching their bankruptcy deadline. Um, And they want to set up, like, this victim's compensation fund. Um, And a judge has to set 
um, the deadline for victims to come forward on Monday. So basically, like, after Monday, no other victims that want to benefit from this compensation fund can come forward and be like, I was abused by the Boy Scouts. Um, So this is problematic for a number of reasons. Well, yes, of course. I think that, like, it's one of those things, kind of like the Catholic Church, where you just kind of know that there's something shady going on. Like, you know that the sex abuse is happening. But I think to get that number of 82,000 claims, like, even if, like, a significant portion of that are fraudulent claims let's say half of them are fake that's still forty thousand children i think i would want to emphasize that like what is interesting is that this shows that it's like institutional sex abuse where it's like because of the magnitude of the cases and because of the way the institution is set up and I was reading a New York Times article about this. This is like a chain of abuse and a chain of silencing. And that was the same for the Catholic Church. So when we talk about these major institutions, it's a little different than like an individual and cases against the individual. Those are still also horrific. But something about setting a deadline for an institution that's not only acting in acts of sexual abuse, but also has mechanisms set up to suppress survivors and then being like, you need to come forward by this time when it's like if survivors hadn't come forward in the first place, you wouldn't even know that this is a problem. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, just going off of like the institutional thing, it's like it is like, you know, people that were sexually abused are more likely to sexually abuse. And it's just kind of like, you know, and this is obviously this has been going on for decades. I don't know how long the Boy Scouts have been around, but 82,000 claims like that spans years you know it's really horrific i hope the victims get justice they need much more than just financial compensation yeah um this is interesting and one of the reasons that it's believed that the boy scouts set up a victim's compensation fund is because they don't want to go bankrupt and this like puts a dent in their bankruptcy claim because basically when you file bankruptcy you're not like immediately fished out of water like they determine how to help you and how much money you should get and how that works. Uh, some good news after that really dark story. Moderna? Is that right? Moderna? 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 I don't know. Uh, a company's vaccine is 94.5% effective and it could receive government approval next month because they're trying to expedite the process. Um, this is really good news. Now we have two potential vaccines that are highly effective, have no side effects as of early clinical trials. Um, these are large scale trials. And even though it could be approved next month, it will not be widely available till spring. That is great news. If we get a vaccine by April, I will be honestly shocked. I agree. Because then we could have like a normal next year. I think it's pretty funny. Not funny. I don't know why I always say that. I'm like, I think it's so funny how Trump's refusal to concede the election um, prohibits Biden from seeing the, like, vaccination plans, Um, which means that even those steps could very well, should be, like, getting taken by the Biden administration preparing for January, considering... The vaccine is coming out in April. Um, he can't do that, which might put a little bit of like a 
little roadblock out there, which is cute and fun. <laughs> awesome. Speaking of Biden, um, so he announced his climate administration. So he's drafted plans to reduce planet warming p pollution. Um, his transition team members have been instructed to identify policies to tackle environmental racism, which is awesome. And basically, he's brought up the issue of climate change with every congratulatory conversation he has had with foreign leaders. Um, so, yeah, as I just said, he can't really fully start transitioning because he hasn't been able to access a bunch of funds and everything. Because, again, Trump won't concede the election. Um, and it is funny since he doesn't support the Green New Deal. But at least he's, like, doing something. Yeah, he's actually been really forward on his climate change plans which a lot of people were kind of shocked by even his like addressing of environmental racism which if you haven't heard of environmental racism it's basically the idea that minorities tend to live in areas that experience like more direct contact with pollution so like for example if there's like a landfill and there's like burning of trash minorities are more likely to live near the landfill that's burning the trash or minorities are more likely to work in the landfill burning the trash and then live near the landfill burning the trash mm -hmm. um trash isn't really burned anymore because it's like really bad for the environment but that was just like a really extreme example also i think that the lack of transition right now is really going to be consequential and it just keeps getting worse and worse because until trump concedes the election there's a lot of like really important information that president-elect biden needs to access that's why every time at the end of a presidential election they're always like we will ensure a smooth transition of power it's like said over and over and over yeah. again because foreign leaders who are a part of like terrorist organizations or their government is taken over by a terrorist organization or there's a terrorist organization in a state that can't control the terrorist organization take advantage of moments like this to attack the united states also like i think it's interesting i can't remember if i brought this up last week when we were talking more about you know like transition of power but like everyone's been talking about the 2000 election they're like eh, it doesn't wasn't decided until december 14th whatever but the clinton administration was giving the bush administration the tools to transition before it was even called in his favor like the clinton administration was straight up which is so funny because like al gore the loser of the election was helping i don't mean i don't know like himself but like they were helping the Bush administration get prepared because, you know, like everyone kind of expected Bush to win and everything like before the election was even called. Almost every single district has been certified. Trump has lost like 25 court cases already. Like things he lost. Like but he refuses to hand this stuff over. Like the recount in Georgia is like benefiting Biden. Did you see that? Yeah. Like I don't literally you need to concede it's time of all of the like th of all of the court cases that he's tried so far 25 of them got immediately thrown out only one of them has like any sort of like traction behind it and it's probably not even consequential enough to determine the outcome of the election oh definitely not because he would have to lose like georgia pennsylvania and nevada and another and michigan to lose the election or to win the election rather okay should we get into the episode that was a lot of heavy news yeah. i don't know how that happened but let's move in it's because life fucking sucks <laughs> 
Let's move into a much lighter and quirky topic. Yeah. Like the quirky cool girls that we are. We're quirky. She wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts. She's cheer captain and I'm on the bleachers. Dreaming about the day when you wake up and find that what you're looking for has been here the whole time. If you could see Okay, so like I don't know if you heard Alexis. <laughs> Tell we're, me more. We're not like other girls. We're not like other girls. We're so, but actually I'm like every other single girl. I want you to know that I'm the blueprint of every girl on this planet. Not only I'm not like other girls, other girls want to be me, but I'm not like that. They want, you know, I don't know if you've heard, but any female born after 1993 can't cook. All they know is McDonald's, twerk, charge their phone, be bisexual, eat hot chip, and lie. Okay, should we, like, explain what we're saying? That's my favorite tweet. That is my favorite tweet of all time. I don't know where that came... I don't know where that actually originated, but that is my favorite thing of all time. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about the I'm not like other girls phenomenon. Um, It's recently gained traction. It's unfortunate for everyone involved. Well, it's been here for a while, but I feel like I've seen this sort of resurgence, and I'm not a fan of it. Basically, the concept is you compare girls, and usually there's two molds. One is the more traditional aspects that are considered feminine, and the other one is aspects that are often not feminine or not associated with girls. You pit them against each other, and you say one is better than the other. And this has taken many forms. You have the tomboy, the girly girl. Yeah. You have, But more recently, which I want to talk about, is the TikTok trend. And basically, this TikTok trend, there was the bra girl, and then what was the other one? It was, like, the the little pouting emoji. Oh, the little cry emoji. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. One of my favorite emojis. And it was, like, the bra girl was, like, more masculine and more laid back and, like, relaxed and, like, easygoing. And then the little cry emoji girl, like, was into makeup and, like, did everything in kind of a pristine, more feminine way. And a lot of creators, like, participated in it. And I was like... And then it became a trend. It was like, how bruh girls wake up versus how, like, the cry girls wake up. And it was like, the cry girls, like, take a shower. Yeah, it was like the high girls. Oh, With, like, the five eyes. Yeah. And, like, it's... It was just, like... Girls don't obviously fit into two categories. And it was interesting because there was nothing for men. Oh, no. It was purely females. Well, yeah. Okay, so I just want to start this off by being, like, I, like, like, I don't know. Like, obviously, there's not just, like, the bra girl and the high girl. I think that would be really stupid. I think if I had to put myself in a category, it would be bra girl, considering I sit like a man, and I'm currently sitting like a man. If I had to put myself in a category, I would say I'm a raging feminist bitch, but, like, I don't... But, like, the thing... Okay. So, where does this all start? The media, because, of course, it does. Because women are portrayed badly, because, of course, we are. So, kind of like what Leah touched upon, this stereotype, which is, like, the other girls in question, which they're, like, vain and stupid and boy-crazy, bitchy, popular, cheerleader, they wear makeup and skirts, and, like, they're usually white and blonde, because, like, blonde equals beautiful or whatever the fuck. Kind of just, like, these one-sided, like, sex objects, um, 
because like femininity equals stupidity there's a lot of media that kind of like celebrates women who are girly um you can think about like Cher from Clueless or Elle from Legally Blonde both of which are like these bubbly blonde women who are very feminine and wear pink and skirts and everything but they're like the main characters of their stories Legally Blonde especially which we talked about last week as like reversing stereotypes but like share from clueless as well but then you have a lot of movies that pose stereotypical women as the villain and then there's like the not like other girls normal protagonist and like so you can think about like mean girls where like even though every every girl in mean girls was a mean girl that's why it's called mean girls not mean girl but anyways regina's like the villain and katie's like normal even though katie was a bitch and her giving regina those weight gaining bars was a war crime but that's not the point and then in like high school musical you have sharpay as the villain and then gabriella's like the normal girl even though gabriella was the worst character in that entire movie franchise and the reason that this is harmful is like growing up i related a lot more to sharpay than i did to gabriella just like in terms of my personality and what they do is like obviously the girls are like bitchy and boy crazy and wear makeup and like Sharpay was dressed in like a head-to-toe pink wardrobe but they hide in other characteristics like Sharpay's bossy she takes charge she says how like she likes things to be done and that's portrayed negatively she's just being bossy and mean and like another example which like she tries to help Troy get a college scholarship and he's mean to her which like what are you doing I I don't need to like unpack that he's like I value my friends. It's like value that free education, but okay. I know we could really dissect High School Musical 2, which is the best High School Musical movie, but that's none of my business. Like, it's just, it's very interesting that they've, they compile a lot of traits of like women being in power and like women taking charge with like this negative. They somehow simultaneously made Sharpay ditzy and stupid while also making her bossy and i was like that that is powerful it really makes no sense um i would also like to point out that alexis wrote on this doc she's not like other girls she's quirky she doesn't wear makeup and she eats steak like what yeah well yeah because that's how that's how bitches talk anyways so basically the whole like so that is kind of like where the stereotype of women really came from but the reason that like that i'm not like other girls thing really came to fruition is that people want to distance themselves from the negative stereotypes of women that they see in the media this makes a lot of sense like if you are watching you know things and you're like i'm not like this girl like whatever if you're like young and aren't fully formed and don't have critical thinking skills obviously you're like I'm not like this girl like I don't want to be portrayed like this like I'm a girl but I'm not like that like I'm smart and like blah 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 but here's the thing right this directly damages girls who fit into this stereotype which fitting into a stereotype like we said last week is not wrong because and a lot of people have you know said stuff like this and they're like well you can be smart and you can be ambitious and also be blonde and wear makeup but the thing is like you also don't need to have some like other side like being super smart to justify fitting into a stereotype you can just be blonde and mean and like that can be the life that you live and it's okay that's the whole point it's like you can be who you want to be as long as you're not actively hurting someone else so like i will support women until the day that i die but the minute that women use their power to hurt other women or people oh of course you're canceled 
I'm course. looking at you, Amy. I'm looking at you, Amy. I'm looking at you, Margaret Thatcher. But like, if you want to be like a Sharpay, okay, you don't even have to justify, like you don't even have to justify Sharpay's character by being like, but she's like ambitious and she's so smart. Like you can, just, yeah, she, she could have, no, she could have no good qualities as long as she's just like living her best life. That's the whole point. It's, it's like, I'm never going to attack a woman for being a woman. I'm going to attack her for being a bad person. Like, you being a bad person has nothing to do with your gender. And we need to stop equating it with that. And, like, this is just, like, another thing in, like, the college dating scene. Because people, like, don't date, really, in college as we sit here. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. No, but normally people don't date. So, like, when people finally get into a relationship, like, a lot of men will be like, oh, well, you're just not like other girls or, like, there's something special about you. And, like, first of all, I'm actually, like, every single other girl on the entire yeah, planet. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand that. Actually, it's never been said to me, so I don't know why I'm acting like this person. It's never been said to me either. I don't, yeah, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, okay, this is, this is the end of that. But, like, there's a difference between being like, wow, you're really unique and I really like your personality and I value you as, like, a friend and you add so much value in my life versus being like you're not like other girls like those other girls every single other girl out there is just like really boring and superficial but you yeah. you're unique should we just start saying this to men you're not like the other guys that's literally how i speak to men though <laughs> i'm like i hate all men but like you're okay <laughs> yeah well they just they need to be humbled a little bit exactly men have too much power i know besides point um so as you know with the whole like high school musical example and this is not the only example but like this whole thing of like i'm not like other girls blah blah, blah. it really like these stereotypes they prey on young girls a lot of children's tv and movies fit into it and then like i started seeing like things about being like i'm not like other girls i eat pizza like blah blah when i was like a child and i think that that really like and I also learned about feminism when I was quite young. So I think that like this wasn't, it wasn't like it really hurt me too bad. Cause I've like been aware of internalized misogyny since I was like 13 years old. But like a lot of people will just kind of feed into this. And if they don't know about internalized misogyny, which is, if you don't know what internalized misogyny is, it's basically like if you're a woman and you subconsciously like hold hatred or stereotypes of other women in your head without like, unpacking them because you've been like kind of fed all of these things by like media and like you know the environment that you might be in like looking at a girl dressed in a way that she's showing her body and being like oh she's such a slut type of thing that's like internalized misogyny it's not it so i, I kind of like fed into it for like when i was a child i was like i'm not like other girls because i don't wear makeup i still don't and i never have really and like I don't really dress that girly and like all like I don't really hold a lot of like typical feminine traits so I kind of assumed that like I was better than those girls in my class that would like curl their hair or whatever obviously I'm not and this leads into pick me girls which is the weakest link of women besides maybe like conservative women but they kind of fall I would say that like the white supremacist women are number one yeah. And then number two is to pick me girls. Yeah, definitely. Because That's the order. And so what is a pick me girl? I'm so glad you asked. It's basically girls who say that they're not like other girls in order to get male attention. Which is, 
it defeats the whole purpose of like because the stereotype of women right those like women that you see in the movies you know the blonde ones they're always like they always have a boyfriend they always have a bunch of guys they're super hot so all these guys are like in love with them and want to have sex with them and like blah 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 and they're like i'm not like other girls i don't live for men like blah 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 blah. i I could care less and then they're the same ones that are like i'm not like other girls i play video games and i drink beer and i'm just one of the guys women aren't even funny i can't even hang out with girls there's so much drama i just love hanging out with you chad brad tad and timmy yeah like what <laughs> timmy <laughs> i'm timmy of the group that's who i spiritually relate to most timmy like sitting on the side just yeah. alone no but it's that's it's very contradictory because pick me girls are like i'm so different like i'm so different from all other girls who just do this when the other girls like don't do that first of all and then they end up playing on stereotypes of men to like reject their femininity so like alexis said it'll be like i drink beer or like i don't even own a makeup brush or like i never cry and it's like okay first of all please cry if you're not crying see a therapist (laughs) immediately regardless of your gender And this is just, it's harmful for everyone. It's harmful for men. It's harmful for women. It's harmful for non-binary folk. Like, nobody is benefiting from this energy. Cut it out. Yeah, the reason they're called pick-me-girls is that they act this way so they'll get picked by men. Like, these bitches will go on, like, Twitter and be like, I think girls wear too much makeup. And then the guys in their replies will be like, she's different. I like her. I start wearing makeup just to combat this one. (laughs) Like, that internalized misogyny. Cut that shit out. You're annoying. Like, like, again, there's nothing wrong. Like, okay, I don't wear makeup. I don't play video games because video games are boring. Okay? And I don't drink beer because beer is disgusting. And I'm not going to drink wheat-flavored soda. Okay? I'll say that right now. But there's a lot of this, like... The way that pick me girls will act, like, I understand, like, there's a lot of that that I fit into. Like, but I'm not going to sit here and try to, like, get the attention of some man who doesn't wash his ass and be like, yeah, like, video games, fun. I love PlayStations, Xbox. It's also They're like- dumbing themselves down for men, even though they get upset when other girls dumb themselves down for men. Let's make it make sense. Also, what's interesting is, like, people are multifaceted regardless of their gender. So, like, I have feminine aspects of me and I have masculine aspects of me. For example, in the summer, I dress like a cartoon character with as many bright colors as possible because it brings me a lot of joy. And it's I dress very, very feminine. I also am really aggressive, <laughs> which is more of a masculine trait. Quite aggressive. I'm pretty straightforward in what I say and what I think. I've been told I have a raspy smoker voice, which, sorry if you listen to this podcast. You kind of do. I've been told this a lot. I've been told that, like, I have, like, a raspy voice, that it is high-pitched, but it has, like, masculine energy. And I was like, I don't... I feel like that's true. I I mean, like, I'm the same way. Not with the voice. I say bra all the time. I'm just saying that people are multifaceted. You can have masculine traits. You can have feminine traits. And men can also have masculine and feminine traits actually the best thing is just to stop labeling traits as masculine and feminine do what makes you happy do whatever you want and fuck gender norms and keep moving um so another example of a little pick me girl moment 
the song You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Which is one of my favorite songs, so I, I, it's very sad. But this this is very pick-me energy. This is the pick-me anthem. This shit, I listened to this when I was, what, like, nine years old, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I wear T-shirts, and I'm not a cheerleader. Because I'm, I'm better than her, so I deserve that man. This song makes no fucking sense, and the song also sucks. No, nah, that's not the one. It's a problematic song, but it slaps. Just like Better Than Revenge, which also slaps. Well, we can also think, what's that Paramore song? Do you know what I'm talking about? Misery Business? Oh, that song's a banger. That song is a banger. I think it is a little misogyn, like internally misogynistic, but. Okay, anyway. That shit does slap. So yeah, that but that just goes to show like I idealized Taylor Swift when I was younger and now I'm like able to see more of her flaws and like have a better sense of who she is. Um, but I still love Taylor Swift. I'm still a big, huge Taylor Swift fan. But that being said, this song is very pick me energy because she's directly comparing herself to another girl and stealing his boy, her boyfriend, his boyfriend. And she steals the other girl's boyfriend. And it's not even like, oh, this girl is cheating on you. She's bad. It's like she wears skirts. So she's a slut. And she doesn't like the music that you like. So she's bad. Yeah. I hate Trey's music taste. It's awful. Trey's music taste isn't that bad. Have you heard the country? Yeah, I do remember that. He said in his class that one of his favorite songs was by George Strait. And like every class, she plays a kid's new favorite song. And I'm like, do you want people to think you're racist? Like, I don't... Plus the Ohio. That's like how it is with Kira. Like, one time I came home and Kira was playing country music out loud. White people are so bold. You play country music on 4th of July, and that is it. And there's also, like, you play, like, three songs. And again, that's it. Anyway. Anyways, um, so... Neither of these people are racist. (laughs) Just to clarify. As we mentioned earlier, men have really co-opted this phrase as being like, you're not like other girls, you're different. Which kind of leads into this whole, like, manic pixie dream girl bullshit, which is like, oh my god. The way that that women can never catch a fucking break. The the way that women will never be, like, well-represented in media literally ever if a man is ever involved in the process like a man could literally just be like the assistant to the assistant to the director and still somehow he's gonna fuck everything up because that's just the things that men do so like you have like john green like i don't know if you read the book looking for alaska yeah it was one of my favorite books same i read it in like eighth grade i was 12 years old reading fucking looking for alaska and she's different she smokes cigarettes and she's just and i'm just a little skinny little white boy and uh, she's so different she's so cool and it's like it's it's what was that voice? they're trying <laughs> they're try, like john jonathan green is like trying to portray this girl as like so cool and like quirky but he's being like i don't know i don't even know how to you know do you know what i mean yeah, and, like, it's interesting because, like, the phrase quirky is also really interesting because things that are actually quirky about people aren't labeled as quirky. And then men shame women for liking anything remotely different from, like, a norm. Yeah. It's, no, it's yeah, too much. No, let's make it make sense. Because here's the thing, right? If a girl likes Ed Sheeran and Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber and Harry Styles, she's basic. If a girl likes, like, Tame Impala and, like, Mac DeMarco and, like, Tyler Creator, she's quirky. If a girl likes, 
say like more quote-unquote male artists like Earl Sweatshirt or The Smiths or Radiohead or any sort of classic rock band, The Beatles. You're probably not even a real fan. Like name five, name five, name five albums and actually who wrote each song on the album. It's like what? Or if a girl's like, yeah, no, I'm like into sports and I'm like, oh, really? Tell me. It's like, this isn't pop quiz time, Chad. I'm just saying I like something. It's so bizarre because men will be like, because there's this whole thing, like music people and then the film bros. Film bros are one of the weakest links of society. And I stand by that. As someone who appreciates a good film every once in a while, film bros, men, men are the weakest link in society. But film bros are horrible because they'll be like, women don't even know any good movies like all women want to watch is the kissing booth too and then a woman will be like i actually really liked pulp fiction and they'll be like you probably don't even understand it like you probably like like you say that you like it but you probably don't even understand what quentin tarantino was thinking when he was blah 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 or if a woman's like yeah like i don't know i didn't really like pulp fiction that much i actually liked this other film better they're like you don't know fucking anything you don't know anything about movies because you're just a dumb little woman. I know. And it's like, and it's unfortunate because like minority women's get the brunt of this. It just gets so much worse because then we talked about this a little bit last week, but there's like even more tailored stereotypes for like certain races of women. So like black women don't even get to be quirky. Don't even get to be big micro. They're just angry and overweight. And that's it. I literally like... It's like it's so hard to grasp and like I feel like I don't really I don't really see a lot of this because like I only really speak to one man (laughs) who is my boyfriend who I am the one that carries the taste in our relationship and like he's not like obviously he's not an asshole I wouldn't be dating him so I don't even like interact with men like this anymore but I remember like in high school the shit I would hear in the hallways I was like give it a rest or like sometimes even on tiktok like a girl will be like oh i really like the little uzi's album and they'll be like oh she's just trying to get male attention she probably didn't even listen to the album she's like no no i like the album. imagine if i like with my chocolate milk addiction i told a man and he'd be like you don't even know what real milk is right name the percentages of milk actually we're gonna do a taste test between whole milk two percent and one percent right now no and i know right now like women can't like anything it's not even like women can't like what's stereotypical women can't literally cannot be interested in anything it's like women in stem are never taken seriously because they're like supposedly too stupid but if a woman has like a more like stereotypical major like psych or nursing or english they're also stupid Women can't be anything except for, like, sex dolls. For what? Like. (laughs) It's really upsetting. So, in summary of our little rant, support women. And if you're going to attack another woman, don't do it based on her gender. Like, if you don't like someone, don't like someone for a reason. Like, you want to know why I don't like you, Betsy DeVos? Because you put in education policies that protect rapists. That's why I don't like you. Yeah. It's not because you're a woman. It's because you're a bad person, despite the fact that you're a woman. You had so much potential. You have to think critically about the not only the media you consume, but the people that you idolize. 
which is like you have to think about their identity what the fuck are you looking at <laughs> it's a chicken recipe i wanted to make i'll close that down okay you have to look critically at who you're supporting and you can't just blindly support because okay we didn't really touch on this but the whole like girls support girls thing yes obviously we should be uplifting women supporting them all of them even the stupid ones like us but you can't support harmful women like i'm not gonna be like girls support girls and then go like celebrate margaret thatcher i'm not gonna be like girls support girls and then write like a love letter to the state of nancy reagan because no just say no you just have to think critically you have to be like okay yes this is a woman but she's done harmful things kind of like how you can i don't know i guess it's the same for men how you can like like men that like aren't horrible but i haven't seen one in real life so like i think they're unicorns i think they don't exist mm-hmm. also if it's 2020 and you're still calling women bitches and you're not a woman cut it out cut it out or females no you need to stop calling women bitches you need to stop calling women females because when alexis and i do it it's highly ironic and most of the time we're not being serious or like sluts and like whores yeah cut it out yeah you don't have that privilege i'm taking it away stop degrading women basically that was a really long-winded kind of feminist half hour i don't even really know if anything we said was coherent but that is okay i kind of blacked out (laughs) so at the end of the day support women unless they suck and shut up and start talking about why we are not like other girls. Thank you.